to The Reflect, a podcast featuring a unique introspection in each episode. In this episode, we hear from Shamsa Malik, who's a nurse practitioner in the Department of Medicine at UCLA Medical Center and Los Angeles County Hospital. She's also a PhD candidate in nursing practice at UCLA. In this episode, Shamsa reflects on her experiences on the front lines to think through the disparities in healthcare that are even more pronounced now during COVID times. She thinks about her role in addressing the social justice issue, and she wonders what equal access to quality healthcare would look like if it was truly treated as a universal human right. As an advanced practice nurse, I am trained to be a clinician, to diagnose patients who present with diverse medical problems to the hospital. However, I'm also trained to look at patients holistically, at the social determinants um, you know, that surround them, such as their housing, their education level, their health literacy levels, their socioeconomic status, basically all the ecosystems that the patient is a part of. In the, COVID, uh, in the pre-COVID world, um, usually at the county hospital where I work, I would see patients that are most vulnerable in the society, uh, those that do not have medical health coverage, uh, those who are very poor, unhoused, those with mental health problems, or severe substance abuse issues as well. Um, Now, in the COVID world, it's not that the population has changed, but I have become a lot more sensitive to their vulnerabilities. We have uh, been monitoring the impact of COVID all around the world, and, you know, often hear analysts say that The virus is not really differentiating between rich and poor and white or black or male or female. I even remember Governor Cuomo uh, calling that this disease is a great equalizer. However, I didn't find this to be true. I saw the most vulnerable at work. I saw essential workers, such as those that were working at frontline in grocery stores and construction sites and housekeeping, healthcare personnel that were taking care of people living in congregate settings. I saw their families as well, large groups of people who lived in crowded spaces. Sadly, I saw them when they were really sick, requiring ventilatory support. And if they survived that phase, long rehabilitation after that. Several didn't recover at all. I witnessed a large proportion of migrant individuals who came to the hospital at the very last minute when they were, um, you know, suffering quite a bit. And I was reminded of the inequalities in our system and wondered what about those who suffered in silence without accessing any care due to other marginalization. These uh, grim realities are now occupying a lot of my mind these days. I'm asking if equal access to quality healthcare was honored as a human right, like I think it is, what would have to change in that system? What sacrifices would individuals have to make 
so that everyone can have access to equitable and quality healthcare. I know these are larger policy questions, but I also feel that they need to be grappled internally. And as someone who has good health care, I am asking that in countries where so much of their nation's wealth is dedicated to health care, why is there such a disparity in access to care? And what is my role in that decision making? Am I responsible for this disparity? And if a choice was upon me, how open would I be to sacrificing my individual comfort to provide benefit for the larger population? How much thought would I be willing to put into finding solutions to these problems about these disparities? These don't personally impact me, but if I truly wanted to work out some solutions, how much would I really have to let go of my own privileges to bring equitable service to the underprivileged? I'm struggling with this and thinking about my role in this matrix. Our faith encourages us to practice other in our lives. I'm reminded of a hadith from Hazrat Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in which he says that if someone amongst you sees wrong he must write it by his hand and if he cannot take action he should write it by his tongue if he cannot do that then by his gaze and show disapproval and if he cannot then in his heart through saying a prayer. I have been working with these vulnerable populations for a long time now. And initially I used to blame them for not recognizing their behaviors that contribute to their vulnerabilities. However, when I step back and look at the bigger picture, I realized that these are systemic issues, that our social services, health system, policy systems, the education and public health system, they all contribute to these vulnerabilities in our society. I felt frustrated, distraught, and hopeless, not knowing where to begin. And was it even worth trying, really? In order to make any sustainable change, I think it will require holistic thinking where the community at large will have to participate in order to sustain others. It can't be done any other way. So then what would be my action? My highest form of contributing to justice. Seeing these barriers in the system Was I speaking about them enough? Creating awareness amongst my family, my colleagues, my friends. Was I advocating for my patients, one patient at a time, to ensure that they were getting access to healthcare, irregardless whether they were poor or homeless or black or migrant? Was it more of an internal struggle acknowledging the sensitivities jaded by my inadequacies or the politics within our systems? Or was I really committed 
to a constant struggle and inner jihad to organize, write, treat, and test solutions that can bring these systemic changes, changes in our culture, in our thinking, in our approaches, so that we are all invested in collective success and never individual so that we can change the mindset of self-interest consumerism. I'm reminded of a beautiful quote from Sheikh Saadi, who talks about this interconnectedness. And he says, human beings are members of a whole in creation of one essence and soul. If one member is afflicted with pain, the other members uneasy will remain. If you have no sympathy for human pain, the name of human you cannot retain. This quote always inspires me and fuels my sentiment in my day-to-day work. If I'm being completely honest, the inequities of the system are always present, surrounded by a system that dumps the responsibility of the vulnerable populations to government and a few nonprofits. While my motivation to work for sustainable change is strong, I am still grappling with the questions of collective sacrifice and systemic inequality. I'm left wondering what can be done to change the mindset and culture of our society so that everyone is treated with dignity regardless of their social standing and has a right to basic necessities in life such as healthcare. For fresh episodes of The Reflect, visit our website at b.ismaili slash The Reflect. Did you know The Ismaili Now has a podcast? You can find this series along with much more by searching for the Ismaili Podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe for new episodes.